Hi, everyone. Today, I'm here live with Giles Blanchard. Giles Blanchard is the CEO and founder of a couple of real estate companies, most recently This Way, which is a new hot co-working space here in Bulgaria. And previously, he founded Sterling Serviced Offices in Bulgaria and in Turkey. He's got a very interesting background. He's traveled and lived all practically all over the world uh, yeah. in various places in, in Asia and in Istanbul. Uh, and because most likely I'm guessing uh, a Bulgarian wife and family eventually brought him back here to Bulgaria where he's been since 2015. Um, so far, did I get all that right, Giles? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. A couple of details. We came, we came to Bulgaria originally in 2003. And then we went to Istanbul and came back again. And uh, yes, you're correct. My wife's Bulgarian, but we actually met in in, in London, uh, okay. not, not in Bulgaria. And uh, she didn't really live in Bulgaria when she was growing up because her father worked for the UN. So she 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 has the wanderlust as well. Uh, actually, she gave me the wanderlust. So I see. That's the reason why we uh, okay. went off to Hong Kong in the first place. Many. Decades ago now. Cool. But yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. And the last bullet point that I really would like to also read out from your bio, which I find fascinating, is this list of hobbies, which is is very interesting. You sail, ski, play golf, make furniture, mm -hmm. cook. You have a rock band and two dogs and a cat. Um, can you just tell me what what are the one or two things out of that that really are your main your main pro hobbies? Your top pro most favorite hobbies? Well, they're different hobbies for different moments, really, I guess you could say. Different seasons? I, I learned to sail when I was about 11, growing up in Cornwall, so that's always been a, a, a love of mine. And um, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing just to get out on the water. And I, I, I guess, actually, if you analyze that list, it, it, I, don't, I, I haven't put things like reading a book or watching TV because they're a little bit passive. I mean, to relax, it's good to actually use your mind in other creative ways. So, for instance, when you're sailing, your, your mind's always working on something, looking at what the wind's going to do or the scenery or if there's any fish or dolphins or whatever. So that it, it's kind of um, inspiring, I guess, uh, get, gets your brain working, but in a completely different way from work. Same with... Like, um, I've only recently started the furniture making thing. I mean, um, I love creative, nice creative uh, atmospheres. It makes people be more productive, I think. So, I mean, I would hope that the offices, the serviced offices we create, or the feedback we get is that they're very beautiful and people enjoy working there, gives them a sense of tranquility and ability to concentrate. So I guess <clears throat> from... Being involved in that, I kind of then thought, well, maybe I could make that chair or I could make that table. And started mm -hmm. to put stuff. Oh, yeah, there. sure. But it's it's fun. And then golf is golf, you know. It's getting out sure. yeah. with your mates. Um, the dogs and the cats. Well, you know, a lot of people have dogs and cats. So I was just there for a bit of Yeah, yeah. So, Giles, uh, you've got still both companies active today, correct? Yeah. Both the Sterling oh, yeah, and yeah, this yeah. way. Sure. How do you split your time between the two companies? Well, they kind of, it, 
there isn't really a, much of a division between the two, so far as management's concerned. Um, Sterling, we started in 2003, and the, the reason it started was that we came back, well, we came to Sophia. I really didn't know what I was going to do. Um, had some ideas, but I'm one of these people who um, find it very difficult to work from home. Um, so I wanted an office to work from or somewhere, a space where I could go and work. So um, I thought, okay, I'll find a serviced office and rent a desk there because I'd been living in Hong Kong for 12 years before. And of course, serviced offices were you know, ubiquitous even then. And there were none. So I thought, okay, well, that's an opportunity. It was pre-EU secession. There's lots of inward investment. There was really very little on the market so far as uh, office space is concerned. I mean, there was really the business park and whatever was available in the center of Sofia. All the stuff mm -hmm. you see now just wasn't existing 17, 18 years ago. So we found a great location right in the middle of town. Uh, a very good friend of mine runs a company called the Executive Center in Hong Kong and Asia. They're one of the biggest. So we got together to um, create um, what was then the Executive Center, which later became, became Sterling. And um, everyone said it was a complete waste of time and it was never going to work. And they, they kept telling me that for five years. And I said, fine, but I'm 100% occupied. We're making, we're making good money. And mm. we, um, we had a very interesting statistic. We worked out that in, in the first three years we operated, the companies that we hosted, international companies, they, they in turn had invested 3.6 billion euro into the Bulgarian economy, which was quite nice. to. Mm -hmm. So we had a whole range of blue chip companies. Okay. Which, uh, We've, nice. we've always been a little bit below the radar, I guess. We, we, we haven't really pushed ourselves too hard. Okay. And tell me wh why the decision to, to go from the managed office space into the, get, to get into the co-working game. About it. Was it about a year ago when you started? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we opened up this way? Very long time because, um, okay. We, we were doing co-working in 2003. We had a big office space with individual guys who couldn't afford to have their own office, so we, we put them all in one room, charged them a desk rate. It's co-working. It's, it's the same game, but with a different name. Uh, oh, sorry, that rhymed. I didn't mean it to, but it, it's... Uh, That's great. Not much has changed, really, um, despite... the. the I, I think, really, what I'm, uh, I've been looking at it for a while... <clears throat> Serviced offices or flexible space used to be very corporate, um, which is what Sterling is. It's, a, it's, it's kind of um, more buttoned up, if you like, than this way, which is much more relaxed. Um, and the, 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 the thing that happened was uh, that changed everything in the industry was WeWork, because they came with this sort of hip, cool attitude. Um, and everybody started talking about co-working when basically what it is is flexible office space you use it when you want it's space as a service you walk in you use it you walk out 
-hmm. So now we call ourselves co-working space rather than serviced office space. Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing, really, at the end of the day. It, 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 it's The emphasis, perhaps, has changed a little bit. Um, our clients are still corporate clients, generally, mm -hmm. in, in, in the new center. Um, we do have a lot more uh, communal space, which works really well. Um, and what we find interestingly is uh, the people who rent offices, they take their laptops and they walk out and start working on a sofa just for a, a change of, of, yeah. of, of, of atmosphere. And also the physicality of how people work has changed as well, particularly in the last five, ten years. Everyone uses a laptop now. They're, it makes them mobile. So you're not stuck at your desk. You're not fixed. So Absolutely. The, the, the whole concept of, of, um, of this way is to, is to have a, a more fun, relaxed uh, environment. So... Mm -hmm. What we, we we use a lot of natural materials, lo lots of wood. Um, the, 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 the flooring we use is uh, it, obviously solid wood, but then we have sort of ethnic carpets and, and stuff. But it still mm -hmm. still has that feeling of being professional, very professional. So and most of your hmm? most of the most of the clients are corporate clients in this way in the co working space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What like what type of companies? Uh, could you give me a few? Uh, fintech, pharma, okay. um, web development. I mean, there, there's quite a range. Web development, um, uh, uh, day trading company, okay. companies, um, telecoms. What is the approximately the average team size? Um, I guess, I mean, we, we, from 25 down to individual people. Okay. Five, six. It's yeah. quite normal. I, I did some research in Google Trends before the interview, and I looked at the search term co-working. Mm. It's a very popular search term, and I looked at the, the trend going back five years, and there was a massive drop in search demand for co-working as a keyword in Google, mm -hmm. right right around the beginning of March, so pretty much right at the start uh, of mm -hmm. the pandemic, and this is this is global, and I also correlated that with the term we work with the most popular co-working brand, mm -hmm. which I guess well, they're they're the ones that not necessarily the most popular, but the most well known. Yeah, maybe maybe popular for both good and bad reasons because I know they got a lot of negative PR mm -hmm. in the last yeah. year. Yeah. But that correlated, the rework term correlated almost perfectly with the co-working as a term in Google. And it was a major drop-off, and then it, it stayed very low, and then it started to come back around. Uh, let me just take a look again at this. The the, the co-working term started to come back around August to September. And my theory, and, and now it's starting to come back up to where it was slightly approaching the pre-pandemic levels. And my theory there is that initially the co-working co-working as a concept took a big hit when the pandemic really bit down and people that were in co-working spaces just didn't want to be there in that moment because of because of the pandemic. So they might have canceled and they might have just started to work from home. And I guess those are mostly small teams or even just single freelancers. And then this comeback, it seems to be that now the comeback maybe, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this. The comeback is in the in the co-working demand is coming from companies that are moving and, and rethinking their entire model, 
from a fixed office, like the kind of office that I'm sitting in right now, which is totally empty, to a more flexible co-working solution, which would be the first ever co-working solution for our company. And I think there's a lot of companies, and, and I know this from talking to people around here, a lot of companies are just really rethinking their model and thinking that we might only need desks for 15 or 20% of our total employees and just let them come in and rotate because they still prefer mostly to work at home or to work remotely. And now we can just ask them to come in on a rotating basis once a week or twice a week. And then we can we can really shrink the, the amount of space that we need. And then we can create a little bit more of a maybe just a little bit more of a shared environment and we have meeting rooms. We still need meeting rooms and we just need to be together enough to preserve the culture, but we don't need to be together a hundred percent of the time every day mm. in a single office. Mm -hmm. So that said, I'd love to hear, do you agree with that? Do you think that's a, is that a trend that you're seeing in the co-working space that this comeback is driven by the traditional companies that are rethinking their model? Um, all I can say is that COVID has accelerated that move or the change of how people work probably by five years. This would have happened eventually. It's just inevitable. Yeah, I agree. The way that, that people, uh, the, the, the power, to be honest with you, from, from what we see has moved from the employer to the employee. You know, people don't want to sit in an office all, all the time. They want the flexibility. But you're absolutely right. I mean, we have one client here who is a team of 30. There's three founders. They had to go on, um, uh, you know, work, they had their own office. They were working. They had to all start working from home. And uh, their lease came up for renewal. They had a look at it. They came to us. So they have a permanent office for the three founders. And then the rest of the team come in every Friday. How big is their office now in, in this way? Uh, they have got a one-person office and a two-person office. They have two, two separate, two separate two spaces? Small office, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. And then all their team or whoever, as necessary, their team comes in. So how many desks do they have for the team? It varies. I mean, up to, up to 30. But... Maybe 10, 10 or 15 will come in on, on, on Fridays. Okay. Um, but it's flexible because they use the, they use the co-working desks. So, so it's mm -hmm. fine. Or, 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 so they pay for uh, this particular company because it sounds yeah. very similar to ours yeah. as well. So with 30 they pay, they, they oh. pay for their regular office. And then we have a, you know, a, a, a day rate, if you like, for when, when, their, when their team comes in. And what was interesting was I said to them, so, how's it working? And they said, yeah, it's working really well. The team love it. They love coming in here. The atmosphere is great. We're, you know, we're all being very productive. I said, I guess you're saving some money as well. And they said, no, but this is the way to work. This is the way everyone is, everyone is happy. So, I mean, that's just in their, in, in, in their example. But, but going back to your point, what, what, what's happening now? I mean, we can see it in the market here and, um, the, there is a massive demand for, or there isn't at the moment, to be honest, but there will be. We, we, we know there will be a massive demand for exactly what you're saying, corporates reassessing how they do their business and how they work with their employees uh, and how to keep their employees as well. 
Um, and, and then look at their real estate footprint and work out the most cost-effective, flexible way of dealing with it. And you know, co co-working spaces, but I'd like to come back on to, at some point to the term co-working because it, it, it can be all things to all people and it's not necessarily the case. Um, it, it's all flexible space. Let's call it flexible space is, is, is the way to go for them. Now, I'm being approached by one, two, three, four, five developers in Sofia alone asking me to start co-working space in their new developments because their potential tenants are asking them, do you have co-working in your building? Mm -hmm. Which means that they can shrink their footprint. Wait, let me make sure I understood that. Okay. These are these are real estate development companies yeah. that are building traditional yeah. office buildings today, yeah. and they would put a co-working space in inside of the office building, like maybe on the ground floor? Well, wherever, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So that they can offer their tenants both, both yeah. options. Well, so what happens is, you know, <clears throat> meeting rooms are dead space. They're, they're used for a few hours a day, but it still costs you X number of, you know, however much. So why, 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 why pay that rent, the cost mm -hmm. to fit out the heating, everything? <clears throat> why not just use meeting rooms when you need them? Mm -hmm. So that's an example. Um, at the moment, what's been happening is, and what I understand from the market, is generally when, when a company is looking for a new lease, they are looking at 20 to 30% expansion for, for the future. So they'll take extra space. Now what seems to be happening is they're only taking space for exactly the number of people that they have. But they want the ability within that building to expand if necessary without having to pay for it. So if you've got flexible space in the building, that gives them the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. so there's all sorts of different ways of looking at what we do. It's not just like the digital nomad who's wandering around with his laptop and dropping in here and dropping, dropping mm -hmm. in there. It's becoming a really serious part of big corporations' um, policy on, on property, on their office. Right, their real estate strategy. Yeah, yeah. Or the, right. mm -hmm. exactly. exactly. Yeah. So it's changed, yeah. it's absolutely changed. And what's happening, I mean, it's inevitable that it was going to go this way anyway. But what's happened is with COVID, it's just accelerated the process. Because mm -hmm. people realize, oh, yeah, okay, we, we, we don't need everybody to be in the office all the time. Is this a temporary acceleration or is this a permanent change that you think will never change. never revert? Without a permanent change. It's never gonna it's never gonna go back to the way the way it was before. It's very unlikely anyway. I can't I can't, I can't see it. I can't see mm -hmm. it at all. Well, Let's talk about company culture for a minute because I'm I'm experiencing this firsthand. When people work almost entirely remotely and they see each other physically very infrequently as opposed to the old way it was. Do you, do you risk company culture? Are you hearing from any of your customers and tenants that a big part of why they want to figure out the right co-working solution is so that people can get together at least frequently enough that they can preserve the company culture? Yeah. Is that uh, an issue? De <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it depends on on age group as well. Uh, I think um, younger 
employees are missing out greatly on not having that social aspect of working together and learning from each other. Mm-hmm. And learning how to behave as well with different people um, because they're having to work from home. Because, you know, human beings are basically social people. People who are a bit older, maybe, who are more established, who have maybe a young family or family, are very happy to work from home and not come into the office because they've moved through a certain period of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't really bother them so much because they've got other things to which are more important to them, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, for sure, corporate culture is super important. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that what we try to do is not stamp a culture on our members or our clients, right? So you have to strike a balance where your client or member is happy or even proud to have this way as their office. Mm -hmm. If you understand what I'm I think so. So being in a co-working space and even mingling with other companies, you yeah, don't feel like being overpowering without being saying this is this is the way. Right, right. So that the culture of the co-working space doesn't, uh, in a way, over overwhelm Absolutely or take not. a first priority to the company culture that you're trying to build inside of that space. Exactly. Within with your team. Exactly. Okay. So it's a matter of hitting that fine balance with your design and layout of, of making people feel comfortable and attached to it without overpowering them and I think you know going back to WeWork it's like uh, WeWork were uh, a tribe almost you know if you were working at WeWork you were part of this Adam Newman thing mm-hmm. uh, which uh, which kind of worked and then it didn't work because the real money isn't necessarily in a, you know renting a desk to a, a guy on a month-to-month basis it's actually having a six-month, 12-month, two-year two deal with the, a corporate and be able to provide all the services that uh, that um, that they require and the professionalism. So, I mean, I just want to go back to something you mentioned earlier on, all the t- terminology which is being banded about, which is co-working. Um, now, co-working can be everything from us, which... Um, you know, I would say we're kind of at the top of our game in the co-working eco-sphere, along with people like Campus X, etc., who, who, who do things in a slightly different way, <clears throat> to a guy who has a cafe and an internet connection and has registered himself on coworker.com, and you can go and sit and, and, and drink unlimited coffee for 10 left a day. That's co-working too. So where, 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 where are we all on that scale? It, you, you, mm-hmm. it, it's a bit like a hotel, you know, you have stars, five stars, six star, one star, but there isn't any kind of um, designation, if you like, for what you're going to get in a mm-hmm. co-working space. And I think that's something that the industry needs to, to figure out one way or another. Because from our, from our perspective, um, you know, this way is a co-working space, but it's also it's a flexible office space with a slant towards more of a co-working atmosphere. <clears throat> um, Sterling is much more corporate 
in its look and feel with less um, shared space. But the thing is, we've got, we, we have 17 years of experience in dealing with literally the biggest companies of the, in the world, literally. Apple started with us in Istanbul. Expedia were with us for seven years. We've got Bloomberg who've been with us for 16 years. We've had banks, we've had pharma, we, we've, we've seen it all. We really have. Now, what we're able to do is apply that knowledge and professionalism and understanding of what the client wants, whether it's you know, a rack space, the type of coffee, demand, you know, I'd like this particular kind of herbal tea or whatever, to co-working, which is why we call it co-working seriously. Which might piss people off, I don't know, but that's the way we... I, that was the very distinct thing that I noticed when I went to the website, was co-working seriously. And I thought that that's a bold claim and yeah. that I wonder what they mean by that. What, that means that are other people not doing it seriously or do you have a different, do you have a different uh, approach to this? And it sounds like you're bringing a lot of the best practices from Sterling, from that corporate, um, just the deep understanding of corporate needs. You're bringing, you bring that over into the, this new hot co-working trend mm -hmm. and you're, uh, sounds like you're building the, the best of both worlds now. I would, I would hope so, but I think, you know, we don't want to alienate anybody. We don't want to make people feel that uh, they're not welcome. It does, they, okay, they, you know, sure. When we have, like, one of our clients is a freelance, he's a photographer, he does stock photography. Um, and then we have a pharma company and we have, you know, one of the biggest yeah. uh, uh, engineering consultants in, in, in the world here as well. But everyone, you know, it works. It, it, yeah. It, it, it's, gotcha. a, it's a nice atmosphere. I, I need to ask you this question. How did you get the domain thisway.com? I know, isn't it awesome? How did you do that? I was, uh, <clears throat> okay, so you're the first person who's ever said, well, that's impressive, because I keep telling everybody how amazing it is that we've got that domain name and they look at me like I'm some. Well, I'm a digital marketing geek, so I, exactly. I, just, I really notice these things. <clears throat> um, we were looking, let me go back a couple of years, we were looking at how we could do co-working seriously, if you like, and how, and how we would do it and how we would approach it and what we would call it and this, that, and the other. So, you know, I was drawing through all of the big co-working industry names in, 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 in the world and looking at their websites and looking at the styles just to see what they were doing. Not necessarily to copy it, but just to understand what they were doing and what was making what seemed to be successful, what, what wasn't. And I remember I, I was just aimlessly looking at this picture and um, it was quite a cool space and they had a sign on them. They actually had a cutout in wood of an arrow and on, a, and on the arrow it said, work this way. I thought, wow, what a brilliant name for a co-working brand. And I looked at the URL and it wasn't the name of the co-working brand. So I immediately went online and try to find work this way. Mm -hmm. And then I got it down to this way. <clears throat> and it was owned by some guy in Amsterdam <clears throat> who registered it for year years, and it took me about three months to negotiate buying it from him. Amazing pickup. And managed to pick it up for, I won't tell you how much, but I was extraordinarily happy with the price. I think he was happy too. I don't think it was, both sides were happy. Hey, great. But 
that's yeah. that's an awesome domain. That is a that's a gem. That is a gem. Um, the only thing that really bugs me is that your that your homepage title, your meta title, just says home this way. Oh, we we have a new home this way. No, literally, that's what it is. Uh, so for SEO if, and the search results, that's what would be showing up. Yeah. Um, no, but well, well, okay. So we we. we Developing a website at the moment. In fact, one of our one of our clients is a developer, and we should be should launch in the next uh, few weeks, and it's going to be quite quite something. It's going to be Great. very very uh, mm-hmm. very interesting. But, uh, but the, the 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 reason I love the name is the, how we can apply it, how we can apply that brand to everything we do. So work this way, meet this way, eat this way, drink this way, commune this way. You can add anything to mm-hmm. that. It's extremely flexible. Yeah, it just becomes your brand. It's yeah. it's incredible, absolutely incredible. Do you do any kind of do you do any kind of brand marketing around that concept? Well, we're doing. To be very honest with you, we we were we've never been very active with digital marketing with Sterling because it doesn't. It doesn't seem to really work for us. In I, I could be wrong, but it, it, it has never seemed to work for us um, in the past. With this way, we're doing a lot more because we want to get the message out. We want to get the pictures out there. We want people just to have a feeling of what this way is all about. And we, we are picking. We picked up a lot of business uh, events, training, in this. Uh, the, the, this kind of thing through Facebook and Instagram, and a little bit, little bit on on, on LinkedIn. Um, but we we are actively developing that. Uh, we're still kind of finding our way, our best way of, of on, on the digital market, marketing side. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're we're very aware that we, we we can't keep saying the same thing. So we we started a a LinkedIn. I think it's a LinkedIn group. Um, I think it's work called work this way. Even uh, I'll have to. Mm-hmm. Check it okay, I should know this, but I don't. Um, so if you're are, are you at the Giles? What roughly what occupancy rate are you at now in the space? Well, I mean we're nowhere near what, where we would hope to be because of COVID. Okay. I mean when 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 you get locked down and everyone's told to work from home, it's not exactly great, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. About 70, 80% here. Okay. Which is okay. Could mm-hmm. be more. But, yeah. Uh, Have you ever thought about just using some of the stories and taking pictures and telling the stories of the companies and using that as yeah, a we are, marketing we are, assets? We are, we are more so, but I mean, we, we have uh, a lot of our corporate clients have company policies where it's actually not possible to do. But yeah, we're beginning to. I mean, we we, we, we did run an Instagram campaign a while ago with clients' comments about us with you know some quite nice names. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're, look, we're looking at all different ways of, of, of promoting the brand online. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you all use? Uh, I'm curious. Also, do you use any kind of productivity tools or or software that helps companies in the space to? Organize themselves, do things like book meeting rooms or yeah, yeah. I mean, we have an app. Um, service. We have an app. Yeah. Uh, all, all of we have um, 
an electronic door system as well, which you can you can open your office door with your phone. You can even make your coffee with your phone with your iPhone mm-hmm. because we have this oh, that's cool. coffee machine. In case you don't want to sit there and wait the thirty seconds for the coffee to yeah exactly. brew, <laughs> you can actually order from your desk. No, no, the and, other, and then really, go and yeah. pick it up. Well, no, you can't quite do that because you actually have to you have to put the cup underneath the thing, but. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what you can do is you can personalize your coffee. You can have it exactly the way you like it. So you can oh, you can adjust it on your phone until you like it, then save it. So every time you you you, you go to the mm-hmm. coffee machine, it's linked with Bluetooth. This is the first machine in the country that does does this. But That's cool. It's basically yeah. just a spout that comes out of the desktop. The machinery is underneath. I got you. It's amazing. Have you uh, have you heard of this Bulgarian startup company called Office R and D? They're our boys, yeah, yeah. We work very closely with them. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. I think they're uh, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, very well. I think it's a really interesting yeah. interesting model. We 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 use the yeah we we, we use you use the platform. The platform yeah. yeah, excellent, uh, great, great, good successful story for Bulgaria actually. It is. It's a great story for Bulgaria. Hey, you, uh, Giles, you mentioned Campus X, and that's a place I've, I've been there, and I know a lot of the people over there, and I guess you consider them a quasi-competitor, and uh, yeah, how I mean, would you compare yourselves, your model, to their, what well, they're doing over their there? Their model is slightly different because um, they actively look for investment in a lot of the companies that are working, like Office R&D, for example. Uh, right, yeah. So it's, it's more of an incubator. It's slightly different to what we do. I know they they have external clients as well. So to that extent, yes, they would be considered a competitor. But you know what? We we all we all should be working together rather than classing each other as as competitors at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. just yeah. to just to grow the the size of the pie rather than fight over the the pieces, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. And you know we we are different. We we do things differently. They do things differently. But it, it, we do things which are relevant for the type of client that we have, the market that we have. So, so yeah, they're they're doing a great job as well. I mean, uh, I've not been to their their uh, offices, but I guess they're they're pretty good. I mean, the people uh, yeah. who 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 are there seem to be seem to be very happy. Yeah, I think I think they've really put the the core of their community is that these are a lot of startup companies that it really is an incubator that the Campus X itself is uh, is supporting them financially and investing in them. So there's that shared sense that we're all uh, we're all connected here in some way. Exactly. We were all handpicked. It works really well for them because, you know, ideas feed off each other. Someone has an idea here. Hey, yeah, I heard that. Maybe I can mm-hmm. apply that to what I'm doing here, but in a friendly way rather than – and I, th- I think it's interesting that that um, this whole communal working – I mean, my kids share everything, uh, but company policy f- forever has been, Shh, don't tell anybody what you're doing. And that kind of – it's kind of restrictive, isn't it? You, you, you can't mm-hmm. – Develop your ideas if uh, if you're not discussing it with someone else, and I think that whole thing has changed. And I think corporates have had to understand that too. That mm-hmm. uh, this is a side point rather than anything particularly groundbreaking. But 
I think just the way that people share information has completely changed in the last few years, for sure, with you know, yeah. social media. Yeah, I, I think the entire notion of ownership isn't mm. what it used to be. I think people yeah. now rather would like to have experiences and they're willing to share things, rent things, but they don't need to own things the way that maybe like my parents' generation felt like success means that you accumulate wealth and ownership of things. And uh, and I think that the, I mean, current, I guess, younger people, um, that's not their priority. Yeah. Their priority is, is about... It's about life experience, and that's that's quality of life, and that means in a lot of cases you just have access to things, or you you have the ability to use things, rent things, and then give them back, and actually that gives you a sense of freedom when you don't have the burden of ownership of a lot of things, and you feel like you can you can move around a lot more freely and do do things more freely. Exactly, and I think that. That mentality come that mentality also crosses over right into how you work too. Oh, I don't. I can just show up with my laptop, and this day I want to sit here, and the next day I want to sit here. Exactly. This day I want to mingle with this group, and the other yeah. day I want to mingle with that group. Exactly. Um, exactly. So. And it's all, all right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Giles, uh, this has been this has been really great. Uh, is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you'd like to just to share with the audience? Uh, I can't think of it. Let me think. I should come up with something, shouldn't I? Um, I don't know. I would probably, in a general term, I think, and you probably agree with me, Bulgaria is an incredibly underrated place. Totally. And you know, let's we, not let's not shout too loud about that. <laughs> No, but you, you 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 hit on something where where young younger people now um, are less uh, materialistic and they want a, a, a adventure and they want lifestyle and Bulgaria's got all of that in space. For sure, oh, it really does. Yeah, and uh, it's amazing how how you look at people living here who are out up in the mountains uh, enjoying themselves. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it, it's it's wonderful to see it's uh, it's really cool and I think we what we'd love one day is to have a, a retreat up in the mountains for our, our clients we're kind of working mm -hmm. towards that one day oh yeah I think when, when things get a little bit more normal you should definitely do that we've yeah. we normally uh, for the past several years had been doing two of those per year right. usually one in the in the spring one in the fall and it's it's great. Yeah. yeah, there's just so many treasures all over the all over Bulgaria, yeah. and it's great that I think you've you've been here long enough, and you've probably experienced a lot of them, and so have I. And uh, I feel like I've got one of the best kept secrets in the world. Absolutely. And I I uh, I'm with you 100 percent on um just the 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 great uh, natural resources that are here, the ability to have such a great balanced life a quality of life where yeah. you have a sti you have stimulating work and then you also have um, just amazing natural beauty and you can, um, you can really unwind. And yeah, my, my kids were born in Hong Kong, lived in <clears throat> Bulgaria, did their high school in Istanbul. Both went back to the UK for university. 
and they're both back. Mm-hmm. You know, they are so international, have international friends, but they both say the best place that they they know is yeah. here because it, it's yeah. got so much freedoms and yeah, yeah. So for the next uh, four days before they lock us down again, let's let's enjoy our freedom. Exactly right, and uh, <laughs> and, and hopefully next year will be will be very different for Absolutely. everyone. But one thing that probably won't change is that I think you're in the right business. And I wish you all the best as you expand. And I think you've got some really exciting, you have some really exciting years ahead. Yeah. Good luck with that. We've got some good projects coming up next year. So watch, watch this space. Oh, we certainly will. We have an open invitation to come and see us. You've not been to this way, have you? I haven't, not yet, no. But you must. uh, Okay. Yeah. Thanks. I'll I'll take you up on that. All right, Giles. Well, thank you very much. I really, really enjoyed the conversation. Have a great day. Yeah, I will do. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.